You're listening to Radio Taiwan International, and I am Natalie So. Up next, we have Just the Classics, where you get to hear music from Taiwan. But first, join us for a live recorded version of Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. It is Tuesday, August 24th, and we are coming to you from the studios of Radio Taiwan International. I am Natalie So. I'm Emma Banak. Yes, and uh, we're going to be talking about all kinds of interesting things today. Um, English teachers want to come to Taiwan, and that's a good thing. We'll be telling you more about that. Emma was a former English teacher, right? Yeah, I <laughs> taught kind of on and off for three years in Tainan, so this is definitely a case close to my heart. Right. And then four Taiwanese shows got nominated in an international TV series festival. Also, Taiwan's first private rocket gets permission to launch from South Australia. Also, big in the news were um, some cats, over 100 cats, were smuggled into the country but got euthanized. Um, and our local vaccine actually just began um, inoculation. So those stories and more coming right up. Okay, so you were an English teacher and a lot of English teachers want to come to Taiwan. Tell us about this. Yeah, so I came to Taiwan to teach right after my graduation from college. And for me, it was a very easy process. I basically just had to buy a ticket to Taiwan and then I entered on the free visa, where, which you get for three months. And I talked to some cram schools before I came into Taiwan, but I hadn't set up anything official with them. So then I just went to interviews and eventually settled down on a school that I picked. But it's definitely a lot more difficult now for foreign teachers. Why is it harder? Is it because of COVID or are there the yeah, reasons? Yeah, it's, it's all been related to COVID. So the policies have kind of changed several times throughout the pandemic. And I believe it was starting from March 2020 uh, was the first time that the Taiwanese government put these restrictions on people coming into Taiwan saying that they had to be Taiwanese citizens or have residence cards or just already have a visa in hand. They were not issuing that free visa that I came in on anymore. And so for a lot of foreign teachers, this was hard because at the time they weren't foreign teachers. They might have been people like me who just wanted to get to Taiwan and then figure out where they were going to work. And if they didn't already have a alien residence card sponsored by their cram school, then they weren't allowed into the country. Now, some teachers found a way around this and they were able to connect with these cram schools, sign the contracts, have all the paperwork filled out before they even came to Taiwan. And that way they were able to get their alien residence card and enter the country. But I think for me, that would have been something that probably deterred me from coming to Taiwan because... It's a lot to sign on to a school that you've never been to before or seen or you might never have even been to the country. So I think that was hard for some teachers. And now, after the most recent spike in COVID cases in Taiwan, uh, they even tighten the restrictions even more. So even teachers who have their alien residence card, um, they've been approved by the school, they've signed the contract, everything, but they are still in their home country. They cannot come into Taiwan because the uh, just the Taiwanese government has put a 
pause on these applications on processing them. Oh, wow. So a lot of people are, they've been stuck basically waiting for the time to be able to go to their home country, uh, sorry, to be able to leave their home country and come to Taiwan since May when cases began spiking. And so people have, a lot of teachers have come together to sign a petition and they're hoping that uh, if the Taiwanese government sees that enough people have signed, that they will get the chance to come to Taiwan. Oh, well, I hope it opens up more, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, even though we are concerned about Delta and all these different variants, but um, <clears throat> we do want more people to come to Taiwan, right? Mm -hmm. Especially to teach English, because Taiwan is working on becoming more bilingual, especially for its young people. So, Emma, did you enjoy teaching English here? Yeah, I really did. Um, I'm glad that I've been able to find another career here, uh, but it's a great way to start, I think, especially for people who want to come to Taiwan, but maybe they don't speak the language yet, or um, they're just coming from college and they don't have a lot of work experience yet. I think there's a lot of opportunities for people to be able to grow here, and the Taiwanese kids are really cute and <laughs> funny, and I really enjoyed my time teaching English in Tainan. Cool. Okay, so something that happened over the weekend which got everyone's attention, we're talking about everyone in Taiwan, was that some really beautiful cats got smuggled into Taiwan, about 154 to be exact. Um, and a lot of them are purebreds, the beautiful like ragdoll and Russian blue and, you know, these uh, very popular and expensive breeds of cats. And because they were um, smuggled, they were euthanized because according to the law, that's what you have to do to animals. Um, and it's basically to protect, you know, animals in Taiwan and people from diseases. They were coming in from China. Um, Officials have come out saying that, you know, they could have had rabies, which is very, is fatal when, uh, if, if they bite somebody. So, but people in Taiwan are really upset about the, all those kittens being put to death. How do you feel about it, Emma? Yeah, I mean, it's awful because obviously this has nothing to do with the fault of the kittens, the cats, like they, they were just a prized sort of breed I guess which is why people wanted them smuggled into Taiwan so badly and yeah I mean I'm trying to think what could have been a way to prevent this I mean obviously if they've been able to stop people smuggling cats but once the cats get here like if something like this happens again I wonder if there's a way where I don't know that they can do some sort of quarantine test for the cats like how they do quarantine tests for COVID and I know that maybe that's a lot of resources to expend on a limited number of cats, but it seems pretty cruel to um, euthanize them for that's something true. like this. I think that, you know, because there are a lot of cat lovers in Taiwan, um, pets become extremely popular in Taiwan in the past few years. I think there are 17 million cats. Is that right? 17 million pet cats and like 15 million, something like that, pet dogs. So it really hits people's hearts. Mm -hmm. I mean, if it were just pigs or other animals that people don't keep as pets, I don't think people would care as much. So, you know, it's been a big deal. People are like, did you have to do it that way? And even President Tsai Ing-wen came out over the weekend to say, you know, we should find a, a more humane way to deal with these situations. So, but the agricultural minister is saying, you know, he did what he had to do. Of course, that was not a good thing to do. 
Um, and our premier also brought up the idea, I mean, the case of foot and mouth disease, which came in through smuggled pigs. And it ended up they had to slaughter 20 million pigs. Was uh, This was like 15 years ago. Oh, wow. I wonder so, if people also raised a fuss about that, even though it's a lot more pigs. But if people are more attached to 150 cats, then I think they are. You know, I mean, there's, <laughs> there's like pictures of the really cute kittens and, you know, yeah. they're gone now. So what do you guys think about that? If you're listening, um, you know, euthanization of little kitties because they were smuggled in from places where we don't know if they have diseases. But um, people here are really, you know, uh, concerned about those this situation. We have quite a few people saying hello to us. So let's say hello back. Hi, Jessica. And also, hi, Stan Farley. Hello, hello. And also, hi, Mei Xie, who's from Taoyuan. And hi, Lucas Almeida from Madrid. Wow. Yeah, all the way in Spain. Yeah, I, I, I love feel- Europe, so I don't know. That gets gets me excited. Europe. It's fun. Yeah, it's yeah. I feel like there. we don't always get as many listeners from Europe, so this is That's pretty cool. Right. So Europe, I think it's around uh, around noontime or something, almost noontime, mm-hmm. is it? Um, also, Stan Farley says he has two cats. So, Stan, what do you think of the situation? I have a cat at home, and so my husband is, like, really attached to our cat, and he every day he's been talking about the new... Oh. <laughs> like, there must be a better way. Was he so, the one who pushed for you guys to get a cat, or was it a uh, family decision? No, it was my son, oh. <laughs> and he said he wanted a cat, and I was, like, pushing to give him a cat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then we dis- we took him to the pet store. We, You know, a lot of people are saying you should... Um, adopt a cat which is really the best way but because we're first-time pet owners we're a little bit afraid of um, you know stray animals don't know if they can adjust if we can adjust so we went to a pet store and he just fell in love with this little kitty and then (laughs) we took him home he's been a joy I mean he is adorable and you know it's cats I've done some research on cats since we had them Um, their purr actually helps you relax more it's at a very low uh decibel yeah decibel which relieves your blood pressure lowers your blood pressure and people who own cats are 30 percent less likely to have heart disease what? so there's actual health benefits to having <laughs> a cat because they make you feel more relaxed you know like when you come home and you see the cat you're like oh and you play <laughs> with it and then you kind of forget about whatever you're worried about if you have any worries or stress from work so and the, and they're a great topic for the whole family it's like you know, you and your kids have a little baby, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, doting over the cat and, and it's, it's really fun. And I think it's great for people who are alone too, right? Mm-hmm. The elderly or, or singles. So, because they're great companions. Yeah. I mean, my family has a dog, which we found out is actually smaller than Natalie's cat, which is pretty crazy. He's a very, very tiny Maltese and yeah, he's basically the baby of our family. Oh, he gets so spoiled cute. so much. Oh, Maltesers are so cute. They're mm-hmm. white, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're adorable. Yeah. So, so do you like FaceTime with your dog? I, I do. I do. <laughs> and you know what's really crazy? Um, when my family FaceTimes with me, if they show him my picture, like the video of me, I don't think dogs have great eyesight, so he doesn't really react. But 
if he hears me like when i did radio shows or something where like the audio is really clear he reacts to my voice oh which is really nice like he'll get excited and then he'll run to my room like he thinks i'm there oh. it's so sad oh he must miss you yeah i remember I've, I've only been able to go home one time since moving to taiwan and it was a year after i'd first come here and i just remember walking into the kitchen and my dog sees me and it looks like he for a second he's like i'm seeing a ghost right now and then he just freaked out and he was so happy and that was one of the best moments ever oh i think dogs are especially loyal i mean i think our cat he is a very friendly cat so he will always like be close to one of us he won't like hang out by himself he's always like trying to get close to somebody but sometimes if you're like too much like doting on him he'll like run away <laughs> like yeah they want affection on their own terms <laughs> right but i think dogs are much more affectionate right yeah i don't think my dog has ever shied away from affection oh that is so sweet so um, oh, we have some more comments here. Yurga Bailey says, Belay says, hello. Where are you listening from? Are watching from Yurga? Also, Lorena Andrade says, hi, very nice program. Natalie, can you please take off your headphones? Oh, they have an echo. Do they really? All right, we'll see if that helps, okay? We'll see if that helps. I, actually, I don't need the headphones. And uh, Sri Mazara says, he's a monitor. Great. Anyway, so, yeah, so a lot of people are really, like, you know, heartbroken over those cats. I think they are going to look into maybe adjusting the laws. I'm not sure, but, you know, the officials have been trying to explain themselves. Of course, rabies is a very serious issue, too. So I, underst I understand. Mm -hmm. But um, a lot of people are really upset, actually. Yeah, understandably. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Wow, Yurga says she's from Ethiopia, but she's living in Taipei, Taiwan. Wow, so how do you like cool. Taipei, Taiwan? <laughs> that is cool. It's so nice to see how much more international Taiwan is becoming. I know you were living in Tainan. Were there many people from different countries in Tainan? Yeah, I feel like there were. Um, it probably depended on what district you were living in. Um, like I think some districts, like where I lived, it was very close to uh, National Chungkong University. So there were lots of international students there. And what was kind of cool is a lot of them were from smaller countries that I didn't really know much about, but these small countries were one of the few that were um, allies with Taiwan. And ah. so they had special agreements with the universities right. to give scholarships to these students. So it was really cool um, meeting students from those countries. And then I think in some other districts, there were higher numbers of migrant workers. So there were more people from Vietnam, Indonesia, Malaysia, um the philippines and so yeah even though tainan is probably not as international as taipei i still feel like there was a very close-knit foreigner group there that's cool that's cool to know so we have some more people saying hello um amir jamil says hi natalie and emma you are looking both so great with your face masks for you're so <laughs> nice so good and so great health <laughs> i'm amir we tried to match our clothes Kind of, like yeah. the color scheme, so, you know. I'm glad like someone uh, noticed the so effort. So you have oranges, which actually are a symbol of good luck. Did you know Ooh, that? I, G. G oh, yeah. sounds like lucky. Mm -hmm. And I have fish on mine, which are a symbol of abundance. So these are like leftover from Chinese New Year. Oh, yeah, I would they not made put special that together. Ones. That's nice. Yeah. So um, Amir is from Pakistan, and he's working at his university, watching our great show. And then Dablu Anwar says, you know, hello. He enjoys our programs every day. 
And Stan says there was no echo here in Kansas. He's, oh, you're listening from Kansas. I wonder what time it is in Kansas. I think it's like... Uh, is it 5 a.m. over there? 4 a.m.? I think it's like yeah, 12 hours difference or 13 hours? 13 hours probably. Wow. Or maybe you're up really early. So, so we do have some exciting news. Some of our... Um, Shows have been nominated at International TV Series mm-hmm. Festival. Tell us about that. Emma. Yeah, so the festival is taking place in France, and four Taiwanese shows have been nominated. So basically, I'm going to be honest, I haven't watched any of these shows, even though I have gotten into some Taiwanese dramas re- lately. But the dramas here include um, Fragrance of the First Flower, which is nominated for the short forms competition. And this is the first time that a Taiwanese show has ever made it onto this list, which is pretty cool. And the other shows fell under two different categories. Two of them fell under the form exclusive section, which was uh, one was called Who Killed the Good Man? And the other one is this drama about a cult, which is called The Amazing Grace of Sigma. And I think that's pretty interesting because I think there are a lot of people out there who are very fascinated by cults. So I could see that being pretty popular. There, I've, I've seen a couple shows about, not really, well, there was a show about a girl, an ex-cult member, an American show, and the, how she's making it okay yeah, in New York yeah. City. And then um, I guess cults, unfortunately, are... are an issue right yeah i don't i i don't <sighs> think this is based on a true story but it's possible that they spoke with some ex-cult members to get information for making this drama um it, it says actually that it draws inspiration from a true story so mm. it's kind of interesting how they are going to work that in and uh they have a very special cast of one of them is a famous singer known as aaron yen who I actually haven't heard him sing, but I know some of my friends have listened to him. So I didn't know he was also an actor. And yeah, yeah the last uh, the last drama is in the third category, which is the book to screen category. So this story uh, is called The Spectator in Samaji. And it was first written as a mystery novel and it's been turned into a drama. So I'm someone who really loves to read, so it's always exciting for me if there's a good book that's been turned into a TV show. I try uh-huh. to read the book first and then watch the movie or watch the, the TV show, but sometimes I, I'm, I'm too impatient. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we have a lot of you know shows. We have a lot of films, actually, that were re- are recently being also featured in a ghost, um, what do you call it? Ghost Month Festival, mm-hmm. the Asian American Film Festival. So like seven horror flicks have been um are being presented in that show online too so it seems like a lot of our films and tv series are getting more attention on the world stage you know we have more available on netflix as well um have you watched any of the shows from from taiwan tv shows or films yeah i actually when i was taking classes at ncku in tainan i took a class called learning about taiwanese society through its dramas so that was really cool i think one of my favorite shows that I watched was called uh, Woman Yu uh, the Julie, or in English it's called, um, I think it's called The Worlds Between Us or something. It's uh, basically, a, it's based on a true case that happened in Taipei, um, this terrible case of a man who uh, randomly killed several people on a subway in Taipei mm. and how there was this whole issue deciding the case of whether he had been influenced by how he was raised or if he had mental health issues. 
and this show deals with something that is kind of a similar case it's not exactly the same but kind of this sort of mass spree killing and how society judges these sorts of people or how we talk about mental health how we talk about family backgrounds and also how the media kind of can change the course of history even though maybe originally the media was supposed to report on history but now with social media and basically how you can get news 24 7 i think that that definitely influences the way that we interpret the things happening around us Oh, wow. What did you think of that series? Was it good? I thought it was really good. Um, I think that was the first Taiwanese show that I really, really enjoyed. Um, because before that, when I was in the U.S., I wanted to be working on my listening skills. So I would watch some Taiwanese dramas. And I think a lot of them fell into the cliche love category. And I was Sappy. like, yeah, I was just getting a little bored of that. So I really loved this class and that introduced me to shows that I felt like were a little more gripping and had um, more substance and intrigue to me. So Yurga is asking, what is the ultimate objective of that show? Mm. What did you get out of the show? I guess, I mean, it's a cliche, but uh, I think how there are so many sides to every story and how we can't just immediately um jump to one side like if i just told you that part about this man he randomly kills a bunch of people on the mrt on the subway most people would be like that guy is some sort of monster or some people in this show they said his family they are they are the monsters and his family is actually attacked throughout this show um you also see how the families of these victims how they're affected and some people might judge the way that they react to each other like the family members kind of turn on each other in some ways and say oh like this is your fault yeah exactly Mm -hmm. and you you can't point fingers like that i think that it's it's really hard to kind of understand why terrible things like this happen and i think the most beneficial thing is not to go about saying okay putting all the blame on one thing or one person but more so figuring out how can we prevent this sort of thing from happening in the future that's a really great insight i think that mental health is very complicated i mean it's not usually one thing that leads someone to do something you know um tragic like that there are probably a million factors involved so well that's an interesting we got into a very uh, heavy intriguing yeah. topic here <laughs> So, um, so okay, Stan Farley actually says it's 426 over there. Wow, thanks for staying up or joining us. Or, Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we have a few minutes left. Um, let's talk about the first private rocket that got permission to launch from South Australia. Yeah. It's Taiwan's first private rocket. Mm-hmm. So some people might be confused. Why is Taiwan's first private rocket leaving from Australia and not Taiwan? And... Actually, they were planning on sending this rocket out from Taidong, and it was going to leave from this uh, little Paiwan village. Paiwan is one of really? the native Aboriginal tribes here, right? And uh, people were the spectators had actually already gathered at the site. The villagers were all super excited about it because I think the economy of the village had been not had been declining recently, so they thought that this sort of attraction was going to build up the economy, but Unfortunately, uh, they were not able to send it out from Taidong because there were some weather issues and there was also a lot of delays due to lands right issues. So I guess who had the rights to be using that land? 
So eventually they were able to work out an agreement with uh, the Australian Ministry for Industry, Science and Technology. And so it will be leaving from South Australia, which is pretty cool. This rocket is actually, it's not huge. When I hear rocket, I think gigantic. It's 10 meters in height. Um, but it's still three tons, so there's oh, wow. obviously a lot that's, that's inside a lot this rocket. <laughs> yeah. When is it leaving? Um, it left. Oh, it left. Uh, <laughs> oh, they no, no, sorry. They got their permit yesterday. It hasn't left yet, but they're getting ready for it to send off to take off from. Okay, Australia. so you probably hear about it here on RTI when it does take off, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> we told you first about the rocket. Yeah. <laughs> so well, thank you for joining us. Um, Oh, the other piece of news that I was going to share is that Taiwan's local vaccine medicine uh, began um, inoculations this week on Monday, right? Mm-hmm. President Tsai got hers, and other people have signed up and got theirs. So um, anyway, we'll tell you more about that in a future episode. But thank you so much for joining us. It's really lots of fun to connect with um, our listeners and our viewers uh, via Facebook. Thank you so much for those who have commented. And we hope to see you next time. For here in Taiwan, I'm Natalie So. I'm Emma Banak. Bye. Eyes for you. You're my baby. Girl.
Another edition of Just the Classics. I'm your host this week, Leslie Liao, and usually when I host this show, I like to share with you guys music that I listened to while growing up in Taiwan. But I'm going to switch things up a little bit this week because I think there is a good opportunity to introduce to you one of Taiwan's up-and-coming singers. So for the next 23 minutes, I'm going to be telling you about White, spelled W-H-Y-T-E. Uh, she stylizes her name as a question mark plus T-E, whereas the question mark is supposed to mean why, as in, you know, someone asking a question about why you did something um, as you heard, you just heard her song, Baby Cakes, and it's a very mellow jazz song. And that song was included in her debut album called A Bedroom of One's Own. Now, White, I want to say, surfaced in the music circle sometime last year. And ever since then, she's been known for kind of her sultry voice and her uh, distinctive jazz melody. Now, there's a very important reason why I think uh, this week is a great week to introduce to you White, but I'm going to get back to you after that uh, because we're going to be listening to this next song, which is also in her debut album. Well, all the songs we're going to explore today are part of her debut album, and that's this song is called Kazo. So enjoy, sit back and listen, and this is her songs are great for, you know, sipping tea or sipping coffee too, so if you got that, make sure you have it handy, because this is going to be a real mellow episode of Just the Classics. It's okay, it's okay, to sometimes give yourself a break, it's okay, it's okay. You know, smile something you can never tame. It's okay, it's okay to lose and lift yourself on the way. It's okay, it's okay. And I'm a touch on the words, what do you say? Oh, how come the words have you been when there's eyes and tears of rain chop me? Oh, time stop the moment I can kiss on my Oh, time stop the moment I can get all done with all you 
serie faticose mm? yeah, grazie to Just the Classics, where I, Leslie Liao, am talking to you today about the new Taiwanese singer White. Now, I have a confession to make. While I was looking through White's catalogs and listening to her songs to find which ones I want to share with you, almost every one of her songs, you know, gave me goosebumps. And I don't know what it was. It just had this feeling over me where I just, this kind of haunting warmth, I want to say, washed over me. Now, before we tuned into Kazo, which is the white song you just heard, I told you there's a good reason why I wanted to uh, use this week's episode of Just the Classics to introduce uh, this particular singer to you. And that's because over the weekend, Taiwan had the Golden Melody Awards, which is kind of like the Grammys for uh, Chinese music. And White actually won Best New Female Artist for 2021. Um... And I can't say I'm surprised. She is, her style of music is very distinct. Her voice is very beautiful. And for her to win this, it was almost a sure thing to me. I've actually seen and heard White live twice. And her voice is exactly as it sounds uh, while it's recorded. Uh, 
Now, the interesting thing about White is that um, when she's out in the public eye or when she's assuming her singing identity, she wears sunglasses and a large hat to kind of obscure herself. And this is because White is not only just a singer, she's also a healthcare worker. So she herself says she wants to have a very clear divide of where uh, musical White ends and where healthcare White begins. Now, I don't know what to say to that because, you know, this girl can sing and she's also a healthcare worker. Like, you know, some people have all the talent, right? So before I spiral down, you know, a, an abyss of like, what am I doing with my life? Let's listen to her next song, which in Chinese is called Sui Bu Zao, which means I can't sleep. But the English name of this song is actually called uh, Insomnia. And I know insomnia is something that many people struggle with. Uh, but you know what? White's music in reviews has been said uh, it's suitable for bedtime listening. So maybe this song might have the reverse effect. It might rouse you to sleep. Something that I think if I keep talking, I'm going to do to you. So without further ado, guys, this is Insomnia. Enjoy. sleep again trying so many ways counting from one to ten fill the pattern of breath soon turn off my brain and I dream about yeah and I dream about yeah I miss the way how you call my name I miss the smell and Smell and lightning in your bed I miss the 
how many uh, polyglot listeners we have out there, but I don't know if you noticed, White sings in multiple languages. She sings in Chinese, Taiwanese, English, and even French. And like I already said, this girl is a medical worker. She's an established singer. It's like almost some people have all the talent, and it makes me wonder what I'm doing with my life. Anyway, let's get back to talking about White, who is the focus of today's episode of Just the Classics. Now, you might be wondering how someone in the medical field got into um, singing music professionally. In White's case, it's, uh, it's because she was very academically driven in her early years. And at one point, she described herself as a machine for taking tests. But she said she felt lost after a while, and she said she decided to listen to her heart, take a gap year, and focus on things she had interest in. And that enjoy, and that included, you know, brewing coffee, learning how to bake, and another thing is producing music. During her gap year, she met popular Taiwanese producer Tower De Funkmaster, who helped her produce her first album and really gave her a chance uh, in the music industry. And he's also uh, one of the key people in getting her first album produced. Now, before we go, I'm going to share with you some final random facts about White. Uh, she was the only female nominee for Best New Artist at this year's uh, Golden Melody Awards. And she chose the name White because it sounds like, you know, the color white, which is refers to the scrubs or it's a reference to the scrubs and the white coats that medical workers wear. And I guess she just wants to pay homage to that part of her life as well. This year, she's 27 years old, and she called her album A Room of One's Own because she believes the bedroom represents a private space for our souls. Now, the second song you heard, or the second song I played today, is actually her first single, and it focuses on regret, love, and comfort. Now, at the beginning of the show, I also said that White likes to keep her identity a secret, and that's funny because one day she was talking to one of her classmates who recommended White's songs to her. So I guess her friend didn't realize that she herself was talking to a massive superstar and Taiwan's best new artist. Um, and I think White's story is actually one that we can learn something from. Now, White is proof that you could do everything in life 
you know, great. You know, you can be on your way to having a very prestigious uh, medical career. But at the same time, if that's not what you want, you really have to give yourself time to explore what it is you want. And I think that's exactly what White did. And I think not only does her music send that message, but her identity, her whole existence itself is a reflection of that and i think that's something very noble anyway guys before we go i'm gonna play one last song for you uh from white and it's called en mi cuarto um i hope you enjoyed this episode of just the classics and i hope you really enjoyed learning about white's music because i find her absolutely fascinating as a musician and if you want more information you can always find her on spotify that's where me her music is she's actually got like over a million listens on spotify which is amazing for someone who's only you know been around in the music circle for two years anyway guys en mi cuarto here you go Listen to me, Tabby. 
Chinese to go is now easier than ever. Subscribe to the e-newsletter and receive free Chinese lessons every week delivered right to your email inbox. Find out more on our new website, english.rti.org.tw. Delivery boy not included. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC, on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.